0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Screen Heroes, the film podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. I am your regular host, Derek, and I have with me my two lovely co-hosts for the last 217 episodes, Ryan Hello. and Ray. Hello. And this week, we are wrapping up DC Fandom, at least the first day of it. We'll be covering all of the new trailers and as much information as we can about the major films and maybe a a couple of shows, depending on how much time we have. Uh, If you're focusing on Wonder Woman 1984, The Suicide Squad, The Snyder Cut, The Batman, uh, and Black Adam as well. So that's what our main topic is. Mm-hmm. this week but before we get started uh we've got some news to cover and uh i just kind of want to we'll get this out out of the way uh because it's important and uh it's it's just kind of it's it's sad at the end of the day um so this past week chadwick Bozeman, who most of you probably know him as t'challa and black panther in the mcu but has played some really incredible characters um uh, and, and real people on, on the big screen. Uh, he passed away this, this week at the age of 43 from colon cancer. He had it diagnosed back in 2016, which means that a lot of us only saw him after he was diagnosed, essentially, uh, in the MCU. If you didn't see his, his earlier work, like 42, for example, um, you know, if you, if your introduction to him was as black Panther, he already was dealing with this. And so in, an incredible guy did a lot of amazing things. Really focused on helping, uh, you know, children and being a, a positive role model. And uh, the, his friends and casts and crews and everybody have, have really had nothing but incredible things to say about him. And so we're of course really sad about this. Uh, it was a, a shock for sure. Um, you know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think this probably caught all of us off guard. Um, and so I just thought we could each talk about it for a minute. And Ray, I wanted to start with you. Um, you know, you're you're our kind of our our Marvel expert, so you oh, know, thank the, you. the most about you know the the character of, of T'Challa that he played. But <laughs> uh, we got to start somewhere. So,
2: well, you know, losing Chadwick Boseman came as a huge surprise uh, to myself. The the <laughs> on this past Friday, I spent you know a small chunk tearing up at every single little post and uh each each dedicated tweet to his uh his life and a good chunk of saturday as well he he was a very inspiring man it doesn't seem like anybody out there really disliked him and he did so much for black children as representing black panther and giving them some someone to look up to, as well as, you know, he met with a lot of kids afflicted with cancer and did a lot for them. So, it, and then, you know, finding out that he was just doing this all while suffering himself, you know, he started with stage three and by his passing, it uh, had progressed to stage four colon cancer and colon cancer tends to be one of the more deadly cancers out there it's just absolutely remarkable He was pretty much suffering by himself and still putting in 110 percent to like for us essentially so I'm very moved by just the more I learn about him as a person
3: yeah, I mean you guys pretty well covered everything I would have said, but uh the the internet kind of grasped on to this one more than they usually do celebrity deaths. Um so you know Black Panther even may not have been the best MCU movie, um, but it definitely meant a lot to a, a large group of people uh, out there. And uh, you know, I think a lot of that is reflected in in uh that Internet revelry that, or the internet's kind of coming together on the, um, you know, tributes and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a it hits hard. I didn't think it was true at first. I thought it was a hoax or something, but yeah, it was unfortunately not a hoax.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. When I first saw it, I hesitated to share the article with anyone because I just assumed there was no way that was true. And I think that's probably what's most shocking is that you know he was fairly young you know, being just 43. And, you know, the, the, the cancer is it's intense. And the, the fact that he was able to kind of keep that quiet for so long when he's been in such a strong spotlight, um, I think just surprised a lot of people.
3: It kind of reminds me of David Bowie. I mean, it, nobody really knew that he was sick other than a few people in his circle. And then all of a sudden one day he was gone and they were like, Oh, he had cancer. And it's Jesus you know, it's crazy when a yeah. celebrity when Marvel as a company can't keep things in their movies under wraps, but then a, a celebrity can, you know, hide that from legions of fans for a long time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I just, I think that definitely had a, a big part to play in people's reactions just because, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, I don't, I don't want to minimize his life to just the MCU. Right. But that's, that's kind of an area that we focus on and his character was supposed to be one of the leads basically moving forward, you know, him and captain Marvel were like going to be the leaders. And I think a lot of people were looking forward to that. And, um, you know, this was just really caught everybody off guard and 2020 has been a tough year for everybody for a a lot of different reasons. And so I think, you know, we're all a little emotionally exhausted, you know, at this point as well. So just really shocking and definitely sad. Um, so, you know, we, we wish the best to his, his family and and friends and, and everybody, uh, you know, connected to him. And yeah, that's, that's, I think the best that we can really do. He seemed like a great person. All right. Well, um, we will move on from that. I, I know the main topic is basically news this week. So I thought this might be a good opportunity to talk a little bit about, uh, some other things that like we've been watching or want to suggest that people watch and i know ryan in your case this has to do with a little series that just
3: moved over to netflix (laughs) yeah so this is actually fits into the news so it wasn't necessarily going to be a for whatever segment you were planning there but uh cobra kai finally moved over to netflix last week and is the number one show in America or in the world or something right now it's the number one show across streaming platforms and across tv um which for me I mean you guys have heard it from me for years right I've been telling you that this show is like really surprisingly good
0: right for,
3: since it came out and because of of uh what where it premiered most people missed out on it. And despite me, I've been like preaching since the beginning, this is guys, you got to watch this. This is good. This is good. And now everybody's starting to uh, get a chance to watch it because it's on Netflix and easily viewable. And uh, yeah, it's
2: it, the number one show on Netflix right now.
3: It is absolutely. Yeah. It, and and they are doing a great job advertising it. I mean, right at the very first time I opened Netflix on Saturday, when it came out on Netflix, that was the show, you know, they start playing a show when you are playing the trailer when you first log into netflix it was the first thing that popped up up there and shortly after that it was number one on their uh most viewed so yeah i mean i find i'm happy the show is finally getting its due and i encourage any of our uh listeners that if you haven't watched it and you liked the original karate kid movie uh or first few movies however many you liked. you know, go watch it because it really is extremely, it's, it's a good, great example of a way to continue a franchise. That's, that's from way in the past in a respectful way um, Mm -hmm. that doesn't shit all over the, where it came from, you know, it's, it's really good. I appreciate that. Do we, do we know when season three is dropping yet? 2021, I think is the only information we have. Okay. Season one and two on, on Netflix right now. So. I've definitely wanted
1: to see it based on your recommendation. And uh, I think now that it's on Netflix, I might take the opportunity to just rewatch the original film and then start the show. Uh, Cause no, it's, it's been, a, it's been a really long time, you know, since I saw it, and I never saw all four of them. I think I only saw the first two.
3: I think there's five. Now, so are five? Well, if you count the reboot. Uh, oh then there's the oh yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's fair. So I think I only saw the first two. I don't remember them super well. So this will be a fun kind of thing to do.
3: Yeah. And there's references to the second and the third one, but not, not a lot. It's mostly, mostly a sequel to the first movie. It seems like. Mm
1: -hmm. Cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Netflix does make it a lot easier than YouTube, whatever red. um, Yeah.
3: Yeah. It started out as YouTube red. Then went to YouTube premium, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who knows i'm glad it's more accessible to more people now and and yeah. uh, this is what i was hoping would happen when it went onto to an easier access
2: platform well it's a good uh reflection that uh the show has always been wanted by people absolutely it's just it wasn't always available so i i can really appreciate that i am kind of disliking the snobs who are like oh i've seen this two years ago and you know yeah yeah like
0: Going, oh, I've
2: no. been recommending this for years. Oh, no, 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 not you. I am like specifically calling out people in my feed who oh, okay. um, were actually like mean about it. You're like, you on the other hand, you're like, oh, I've seen this before and I'm really glad there's validation behind it and that, you know, I'm glad everybody's joining in. You want good content and you always want it to be popular and you want to share it with people. I don't think that is the same as just, insulting people like the elitist attitude like oh I like this before it was cool
3: that's fair the hipster hipster uh line
2: right
3: I yeah I just want people to get good content like I I care about you guys and (laughs) and and I I, when I really enjoy something it's on an obscure streaming platform or whatever you know I know it makes it harder for you guys you guys don't have time to go hunt down shit like I do but uh you know, now that it's there and people are watching it and enjoying it, it is a little validating that I'm, I'm not just some weirdo that has an obsession with the original movie and liked the show. You know, people are enjoying it. And now hopefully that right. makes you guys go, well, okay, maybe Ryan wasn't full of shit. You know, not that you would have thought that,
1: but.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. no.
1: No, I'm with you. I'm looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it.
1: So speaking of old franchises that have kind of come back from the dead this past weekend, Bill and Ted face the music released in theaters limitedly and on VOD as rental and purchase. So uh, Ray and I decided to check that out. We did the rental. It was, it was 1999 for the 48 hour rental. We did ours through Amazon prime, but it's available pretty much everywhere that does VOD. In fact, uh, several services have a bundle that bundled all three films together for $35 for a digital purchase, which is kind of cool. If you don't, if you wanted to watch the new one and you don't have the first two, this is a good way to, to kind of get involved. Um, Ray, do you want to give your just general non non-spoiler thoughts on Bill and Ted face the music?
2: The movie is incredibly fun. It's kind of carefree. It is really intelligent how they use the time travel yet again uh they keep keeping it fresh in each film they could go on they could do another one if they wanted to but if they don't this is a damn good conclusion i actually think it's the best of the trilogy and uh, i had a lot of fun watching it you know it was just a good fun movie there there's nothing consequential about it. It's not going to, you know, change people's lives. But it it was a good time. And honestly, that's kind of what I needed this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely my perspective. It was nice to have something new and not a bummer at the same time. Especially uh-huh. because, you know... Uh, I, you know, we'll talk about the Snyder Cut later and stuff, but, you know, movies have just gotten a little dark at times recently. Even our superhero stuff on both sides of the aisle have gotten kind of dark, and it was nice to have something that was hopeful. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it was the best of the trilogy as well, and I'm I'm obsessed with the soundtrack now. I've been listening to it basically on a loop all It was really good. Um, yeah, I really like it.
2: We rewatched one and two, and I forgot how good those soundtracks were too. Mm-hmm. Like they were just a, a movie about music should have a good soundtrack. And I think they all pulled it off.
1: Yeah. Now, of course, that creates the rabbit hole that I have to go down trying to obtain these soundtracks now that I realize how much I like them. And the second movie, Bog- Bogus Adventure, uh, Bog- Bogus Journey, excuse me, uh, is really hard to find unless you want it on cassette. So um, I'll be trying to figure that out here. I'm sure. But yeah, definitely fun. If you want to see a new movie and you don't want to hit up the theater yet, because you're not comfortable with it, definitely go ahead and and rent that. You know, we do have theaters that have opened though, as far as, you know, news is concerned. Yeah, there was
2: a box office this year. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: We have our first box office of any real significance since March. Uh, which is just crazy to think of. New Mutants and did. And New Mutants released. <laughs> it did. It's fifth release date and it finally made it. The movie exists. It's real. Good or bad, you can see it. Um, we did not. We did not.
2: No. We did not watch it.
1: <laughs> we. Uh, it, it brought in a little over $7 million for the weekend. And Any
2: other year, that would have been pitiful.
3: <laughs> it's still pretty pitiful. Compared to other movies.
1: It's still pretty rough because it's still opened in 2,400 theaters. So even at half capacity, that's still not a good number to bring in seven $7 million. Um, it beat out uh, Russell Crowe's new film that's in its third week, which is Unhinged. I know nothing about it. Bill and Ted came in third place with a little over a million. Uh, so small weekend at the box That's office. The US
3: box office, right? Wasn't yes. Tenant released overseas and did like 54 million?
1: So Tenant has been released and I can pull up those numbers. It uh, Tenant releases 50 million. Uh Tenant releases here this weekend, this coming weekend, mm-hmm. and uh AMC has confirmed that 70 70% of its screens will, uh, will be open. Its theaters, excuse me, will be open. Um so yeah, it brought in almost 53 million internationally. Uh, outside Which of makes the the new mutants States. look
3: pretty shitty yeah
1: um so that's pretty good i mean this is a tenant of course has been delayed a little bit here and there it was supposed to come out this summer um and they were kind of pushing it around it was supposed to basically be like the first major film released uh, you know during like in july i think yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know so it, it made it though and it'll it'll obviously get a a, a nice release here i guess I, I will have a good basis of comparison for new mutants after this weekend i think
3: yeah, probably. Although I can't imagine it picking up much steam after all the wonderful reviews have come out about it.
1: No, no, not new mutants. I, I meant more of a good perspective to compare it to something. Mm-hmm. Um, cause tenant will be the only other film of the same magnitude right. that's, that's released, you know, Bill and Ted had a limited release. It was released in 1300 theaters instead of 2400 theaters, just as a, as an example, um, still not a good average. Um, uh, Oh, I'm sorry, a thousand theaters, a thousand theaters. Uh, still not a great average or anything like that, but not the same type of competition that Tenet will, will bring.
2: Yeah, so back to New Mutants for just a second. Um, I have heard people go back and forth. I've heard people say that it's the absolute worst X Men movie. And then uh, I've also heard people say, like, there's no way anything is worse than dark phoenix (laughs) (laughs) so this one uh that person also went on to say that it was just you know slightly boring compared to what they were used to um for an x-men superhero movie there was very little action most of it was in the trailers so uh nobody has come out with a real positive review like i love it it's my favorite I, just just a ton of people saying like oh it was alright or it's really bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it's it's sitting at a 33% on rotten tomatoes right now while tenant has a 78% and bill and ted face the music have has 81%. so for our new wave of films you could call it definitely doesn't seem to be holding up <laughs> to its <Right>. competition. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I kind of struggle to see how it could be worse than Apocalypse or Dark Phoenix. So I mean yeah. I hate to say that because that seems like you're then cursing yourself to watch a movie that's worse worse than both of those movies. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it could possibly happen, but it seems unlikely that
0: it's you
2: know. Yeah, if the majority of the film is them sitting in group and discussing their problems, then right. it's still it's already better better. Than, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah yeah that's fair and i mean audiences are definitely more favorable they've given it a 53 percent which you know is definitely better than 33 still not great though but no no still still but It's not,
2: higher not than great. what they gave to dark phoenix so that that's works true.
1: is that is that true
2: i think so oh
1: look i'm, I'm looking dark phoenix 22 percent right critics or audience uh that's critics audience gave it a 64
3: Thanks. Oh. What so the a- fuck do they watch?
1: Audience
2: just Ian. Those
3: Ian-, <laughs> <laughs> Ian made a hundred different uh, ghost accounts to just <laughs> raise the rating.
1: Friend of the show and co-host of the Echo Station podcast. Uh, yes, that's that's pretty funny. I mean, Apocalypse had a forty-seven percent from critics and a sixty-five percent from audiences. So audiences definitely think New Mutants is worse. Wow! The audiences have spoken. I guess. I mean, the okay. only other film that I guess we could compare it to would be Wolverine Origins, 58%. So people think that it's worse than Wolverine Origins. By, My by goodness. A hair. By a hair. And, you know, considering that we haven't had any new, like, box office feature films in months, you'd think people would be a little more lenient <laughs> about yeah. what they're watching. But I guess not. I guess we're all just really angry and bitter right now. So
3: <laughs> I know I am.
1: Uh, well, that's why you need you need Bill and Ted Face the music. It's just a feel-good movie. There you go. Okay. All right. I'm done with that. Any other news that you guys want to cover before we go to our main topic, which is also basically just
3: news? Just because you guys brought up Bill and Ted, I think it's, uh, we should say something about Mulan because it's also a video on demand title that's coming out.
2: When mm-hmm. does that
3: come out? This month? It does? Yeah. It on Disney week? Plus for 30 bucks, I think it is on Disney $30 Plus.
2: $30 on top of your subscription.
3: But then- they announced a few days ago that in December, it would be free to all Disney Plus members. So yep. guess who's not going to get it? <laughs> They're just going to wait until December.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Same here. And that's that's coming up. It's a good thing you brought that up. That actually uh, comes out to VOD on Friday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it does seem odd that they would announce the December date before yeah. any, anybody's had an opportunity to buy it at because, least wait
3: until i uh, give it like a week you know so you, you can know. get your maximum number of rentals
1: i mean i guess mm-hmm. maybe that they're trying to avoid the backlash from people you know yeah or they're trying to get like the holiday bump for people signing up for disney plus or something i don't know but yeah i mean i can wait three months to see mulan since it's not like spoiler territory or anything significant it's $30 too like you know Bill and Ted at 20 is kind of expensive 30 for Mulan when you already have to pay for the service to get it is kind of outrageous yeah
2: I will say that Derek paid the $20 for the movie he watched it three times in that 48 hours (laughs) I did so he got his money's worth
1: I really liked it. It was really fun. I'm
2: not making fun. I (laughs) I think it was a good thing.
1: Ryan shook his head.
3: (laughs) This this is the same guy. It's like, I don't have time to play video games, guys. I don't have any time to play video games. I just have time to watch the same movie three times in two days.
1: Now, look, after the first viewing, I can multitask while I'm watching it at that Mm, point. And so I was doing other things while watching it Mm. the other
3: two times. You don't have to defend yourself, Derek. It's fine.
1: It's fine. Everybody loves
3: you. It doesn't matter.
1: It's all good. Exactly. Besides, you do what I, you want
3: with your time. I don't I, care.
1: I just finished The Last of Us Part 2, so I could a use a little bit of a break a from video games. That game is depressing as hell. Well, don't
3: worry. You'll get to Half Life 2 and you'll feel good about life again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is that a real uh, pick me up? Oh, yeah. It's a
3: real mood booster. <laughs> <laughs> good talk. Yeah. So
2: we're going to take our break. And then when we come back, we'll discuss DC fandom.
3: Yep. Break time.
0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Oh, my God. Okay, guys. We are back. Let's talk (laughs) DC fandom. The first panel of that whole thing was Wonder Woman 1984. And the whole cast was there. They were adorable. But really, we're all just here for that trailer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Trailer number two.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what were your first opinions on it?
1: It's a good trailer. Um, I'm still looking forward to the movie. I think it was a slightly better trailer than the first one. I think I've started maybe to work out some plausible explanations for things that might occur, you know, like the return of Steve Trevor. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of my general
3: thought. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, that's the tough part of, of what we're in right now in the world is that, you know, all these movies being delayed, a lot of their merchandising and stuff like that is not delayed. And so you're, you're going to get spoilers like they had to show what Cheetah looks like because all the stuff is coming out that has Cheetah on it. And so, uh, you know, you're going to get spoilers. You're going to know more about the movie going into it no matter what at this point that you want. Um, so that's a little disappointing. But I mean, that's not Wonder Woman's fault. Um, I thought that the footage they showed with Cheetah, her C they definitely seem like they've taken extra time with her CG because it looks very good, especially when you, uh, compare it to Ares in the first movie, mm-hmm. um, which was, I think we all commented that it wasn't very good work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like they learned their lesson and definitely took this ex- extra time to really button up that CG cause Cheetah's movement and, and just her overall look was really well done. So
1: well, I think they also wanted, maybe, wanted to be really extra careful because of how poorly Cats was received last year. <laughs> and, you know, like it or not, this is the first film to have an anthropomorphic cat, you know, after
2: Since Cats. Since
1: then, yeah. You know, Did so. you
3: guys notice if, if she had a butthole or not? <laughs> <laughs> Release the butthole cut, come on.
1: Cowards. <laughs> Cowards. Look, it's a trailer, so it has to be you know, PG. So we'll have to, we'll wait for the Red Band trailer of Wonder Woman 1984. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, what'd you think?
2: Okay. So I really dig it. And I, I'm glad that however they decide to bring back Steve Trevor, that their whole situation is flipped. He's the fish out of water now. She's been living in this world for 40 years and 40 ish years and Uh, she's the one that's like teaching him stuff he he is just constantly the cute butt of the jokes because he doesn't understand he's wearing fanny packs and parachute pants and he doesn't understand modern technology like radar and it's adorable it's absolutely adorable and I think they pull it off without um being disrespectful to him you know if you go back and listen to our ghostbusters 2016 a lot of us all of us i believe had a problem with just how dumb they made hemsworth and pine is not dumb here he's not he's still a cute and fun and charming pilot he's just learning the lay of the land so i love that and then i I think I was one of the many who was definitely apprehensive about Kristen Wiggs casting, but the trailer, like I'm happy with what I saw of her in the trailer. Yeah. Maxwell Lord is obviously going to be a giant part of this as well as uh, Cheetah's transformation. So it's, I think it's going to be cool. I really do.
3: I'll say that the leaks that came out on 4chan about this movie a few months ago that I, I read because I'm a sucker to read stuff like that. Um, a lot of this trailer lined up. So it seems like those might be legit. And if that's the case, then they basically gave away how Steve Trevor comes back in this trailer. Yeah. Um, which is disappointing. I'm not that, not the way he comes back. That's, I mean, it could be disappointing for people, but the fact that they give it away in the trailer, um, that you know it's a little annoying but whatever it is what it is at this point you can't do anything about it
1: one thing that i found kind of odd in the trailer is it looks like she can't fly anymore like she's using her whip to swing her around but didn't she fly at the end of her movie she floated yeah. i don't know if
3: she flew
1: well what about like a uh there's that the like the very end where she's like she gets the photo fo- the photo back from bruce she and just everything jumps. Yeah, it's just like a jump where she just like... Mm -hmm. Floats forward? That looked like flying.
2: So far, there's no confirmation that she has flown.
1: Um, Yeah. okay. That looked like flying, but all right. That's fine.
3: It was the invisible jet. Well, so,
1: I mean, there's rumors that that's going to be in this based on some set footage that was leaked. That's funny. How do they
3: get set footage of the invisible jet?
2: Uh,
1: Well, it's not... you, You can't see the jet, but you can see her moving in such a way that would make it appear as though she were riding in something you couldn't see. Mm, Convenient. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So anyway, looks good. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm apprehensive about it being released just because, you know, I, and maybe new mutants not doing well in theaters will push other, the other films to to move to the vod route as well but i can't imagine i'm going to be wanting to go to theaters in 2020 i just don't expect that to happen
3: is this movie still scheduled to come out in 2020
1: yeah
2: october well
1: i thought it was pushed to november
2: i i thought it was october but, uh, way, i thought black Widow out november
1: you know yeah i think you're right yeah um but yeah either way i can't imagine that i'm going to want to go to a theater in 2020 um, so I, I hope that movies like this, Black Widow, uh, and, and the new James Bond, just at a minimum offer the VOD option. Cause I, I will, I will definitely rent them at 20 bucks a pop, you know, to, to see them, uh, without spoilers, but I'm, I'm not going to a theater. I don't blame you. I won't be either. So, all right. What's the next one on the list?
2: Let's talk the suicide squad.
1: All right, let's do it. Duh. The the. <laughs> Right, so The Suicide Squad, which is the not-sequel, not-reboot that comes from James Gunn, Uh, the trailer's not really, it's not really a trailer, it's really just a explanation of who is playing what characters.
2: Well, yeah, so there's two different videos that they released. One is a behind-the-scenes and uh, some edited footage in there one is an introduction to the entire cast because he released the cast list like i i believe last year and it was so many people nobody had any idea who any of them were playing some people are so new to the acting game that a lot of people didn't know who they were so i it was just an introduction
1: yeah and i mean i there's some really deep cuts in, in these characters. There's a good chunk of these characters I know nothing about. Maybe there's just a couple where I'm like, oh, right, that is a DC character, and that's as much as I know. But that was uh, the same way
3: with Guardians of the Galaxy when that yeah. came out. So Absolutely. It's where James Gunn excels. And it also gives him more freedom with the characters, too, because it's like, you know, if he does something crazy with Superman, everybody's going to crucify him. Whereas if he uh, does something crazy with Polka Dot Man, like there's not going to be a lot of people that really care that much about that. The hardcore Polka, Polka Dot Man fans might care, but...
2: <laughs> Absolutely. My favorite part is that this is called The Suicide Squad. We do know from, at a minimum, last movie from the uh, Arrow TV show, we know what that means. That people are going to die. Characters are going to be killed off. And uh, because of the characters he specifically chose there's not many standouts except for and the actors playing them the actors playing them is one thing you know we're not quite sure who's going to die though because you know we can maybe bank on harley quinn and boomerang not dying just because we've seen them before same thing with rick flag just,
3: oh, but probably not gonna die
2: But then we look at some of the other characters and some of the other actors who have been by James Gunn's side for years. And, you know, they're his friends and everything. Like, is he going to kill this person off? Is he not? And how is he going to do it? Because it's not just the bomb in the brain anymore.
3: (laughs) So if you really, like, take the time and break down the footage... There's actually a lot of information about the movie in the footage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very clear that there's two suicide squads in this movie, uh, that one goes in early and gets almost completely wiped out, and then they call in a second suicide squad, um, right. and they show both basically both those squads separate, which is, I don't know why they did that, because it's maybe it's not a huge spoiler but that seems like that's a huge spoiler there's also like in a lot of the footage like you can tell what something is happening later in the movie and it's the same characters together and the other characters that you don't really know anything about are probably dead at that point yeah <laughs> and um you know there's some scenes you know it's rumored that starro they didn't announce it but it's rumored that that he is the Main villain, and I don't really know anything about him other than he's a giant starfish who has baby giant star or baby starfishes that like mind control people or something like that. And there's a couple Is of shots. Is that not how
1: starfish work?
3: I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> but uh there's a couple of shots where you can kind of see like something pink and blue on people's faces in the background,
0: mm-hmm. which
3: people are theorizing are like the baby starfish. Um and I talked about this in the chat, but how amazing would it be if Taika Waititi was voicing Starro? And I think that's actually what's going to happen. I'm, I, the more I've looked at this footage, I actually think that's going to be the case.
2: He's the only actor that was announced, but his role wasn't revealed.
3: Right. He's definitely not on the squad, at least mm-hmm. not that they've revealed. Um, and we know that he loves doing adding his voice to things. And I think that would be a hilarious voice for the main villain of the movie to have. And it fits James Gunn's aesthetic for sure.
2: I agree. It's been a while since he's been on screen as an actor. I mean, I. Jojo Rabbit,
3: I think, was the last thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And he directed that. I mean, before that, it was Green Lantern. So he doesn't do it often. He prefers voice work.
3: He does like to be in both Marvel and DC movies, though. Mm -hmm. He's just a comic book fan. Yeah. You know, at the end. Yeah. We'll see that. Then he must be super enthused to be playing Starro if that's what he's doing, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, at a minimum, it certainly looks like they're having a good time making this movie, and I think that that's important because of what it is. It needs it's to gonna be, translate. Yeah, I think it needs to be kind of silly. It needs to be kind of tongue in cheek. You can't be too serious because of the whole point, you know. And so I, I'm really looking forward to it. I like what they described it as, where it's like a 70s war film, but with James Gunn's characters and, and comedy. I think that's a really interesting combination, and I'm really excited about just the tone of that.
3: Mm-hmm. what it seems like is going to happen in the movie is that there's some sort of compound in South America where there I'm guessing there's some tanks shown. So I'm guessing uh starro is like, they're trying to use his powers to like create a super powered somebody, that old trope. Um, and that the suicide squad is sent in to remove the, or to take care of this fortress and destroy the stuff. And, uh, the first one I'm guessing goes in and fails really horribly and they all die terribly. I'm betting Michael Rooker's character is in that. Um, And why, why do you, why do you bet that? I just based on the footage, I mean, his character seems like it's in the first suicide squad that gets wiped out because it's not in any of the later footage.
2: Also when they were playing their game and talking about it, everybody like pretended to hate Michael Rooker. So that was, Kind of silly. Also, in.
3: if you noticed in that game, they were separated into two squads in uh-huh. that game, too. So the whole thing, I think, is just, I think James Gunn is trying to give a hint without like being amazingly obvious about it. But yeah. He's definitely going to die, like, in the first half hour.
2: <laughs> well, the cool thing about James Gunn is that he wants to talk about his work. He does not like having embargoes on what he can and can't say. So he'll find ways around it if he can.
1: That's yep. fair.
3: That's fair. Yep, it's true. I'm looking forward to seeing more about that movie, by the way. It was not, not on and my radar too. as much, but uh, given what we've heard about it, it's definitely moved further into my radar.
2: None of the characters really like excite me individually. It's all (laughs) Steve Ag playing King Shark is hilarious. You
3: see, that's what the thing is, though. They were like the people are like, "Oh, Tyka's voicing King Shark." It's like, no, No. he's not. They've got somebody who's a talented voice actor playing King Shark. I'm pretty sure he's also going to voice King Shark anyway. Rachel, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No,
2: no, you're totally good. I was just going to say that I am more excited about all of them together. As as the individual squads, like that sounds like a lot of fun because individually, some of them are really interesting looking. But if they were interesting characters, they'd be in the books way more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep,
3: agreed.
1: King King Shark is really exciting though. Uh, it's a difficult character to do and have it look good in live action. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what how how they handle how they handle him.
2: It oh, absolutely. Fun. Yeah.
1: All right. What's next up on our list?
2: Let's do the Snyder cut.
1: The Snyder cut. So Snyder I already cut. ordered
3: our shirts. Rachel, did you get one?
2: I did not want one. I figured out. Know. I am very large at the moment. Nothing's going to fit, <laughs> fit at this time. So I'm just going to wear my husband's once this baby's out.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> also, I, I ordered the hoodie, not the shirt.
2: She likes hoodies. Yeah, I do. And you know, it is a rule in a heterosexual couple that all hoodies belong to the female anyway.
1: Mm. That's true. So yeah, we got our first official trailer for Zack Snyder's The Justice League, The Snyder Cut, whatever they're calling it, Mm -hmm. uh, along with a bunch more information. So we now have confirmed that it will be released on HBO Max as four one-hour segments. So it's a four-hour thing
3: we don't know if it's gonna be like one a week or one every two weeks or however you know we don't know exactly how long they're gonna how they're gonna release it
1: i'm assuming it's not gonna be all at once because nobody other than netflix seems to release anything that way anymore um so i expect it to be at least once a week but they did say that they are probably going to release some type of like stitched together version that you could watch straight through if you wanted to do that um
2: if you do pay for the service, once the stuff is released, you can always, you know, watch it all together anyway. Watch it back to back. You could binge it if you want.
1: Yeah. I think they just meant like without there being like beginning and ending credit sequences or whatever, right. you know, no, I, I
2: totally understand.
1: Yeah. Uh, so what did you guys think of a, that news? Do you like that they're releasing it that way? Sure. I'm indifferent. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, I don't think it really matters. I am still at an age and the an, capability to sit through four hours of straight through content, but I understand that a lot of people aren't. So I, I also think it's a smart business deal because since it's going to uh, HBO Max and not theaters, then that way they can get somebody to pay for an entire month of HBO Max instead of just cancel their service right after.
3: I do hope that they find. I mean, I think Zack Snyder mentioned something about it, but I do hope they find a way to uh, edit the whole thing into one four-hour movie versus the four one-hour. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said that they're working on yeah. that also. Me but too. Um, I would much rather watch that once I've seen them all. I'd much rather watch that than um, mm-hmm. have like credits after each one, like a TV show. Yeah,
1: I'm the same. But we're the
2: crazy people that watch the director's cut of Watchmen and then immediately watch the Tales of the Black Freighter.
1: Yeah. That's true. Well,
3: I just watched the ultimate cut. Speaking of Watchmen, <laughs> the song,
1: Zack Snyder,
2: song. okay playing
3: his favorite song in the whole
1: world. Hey, look, it's- at least the man's consistent.
2: All right. So I have to say, this is one of my favorite songs in the whole world. And like, I've told myself multiple times, if I ever get the courage to release like an album, this would be on it. But I hate this version. That guy's it's voice is definitely the
3: worst version.
2: Is very, like, even though it's smooth sounding, he is very grating. And that song has always had a weird sexual vibe to it, even though it's about like biblical stuff.
3: It's not. Uh, well, I mean, it, well, there's a lot of interpretations, yeah. but right,
2: exactly. But he just makes it creepy. Like, he's <laughs> not the person I want to have sex with ever like his voice and the way he says things just makes me immediately dry up everywhere like my eyes get dry it's that intense
1: okay I'm not sure it's supposed to be sexy in this context
2: okay well he Zack Snyder used it originally during a sex scene I'm not
1: not denying that I just meant in this context I certainly don't find it like it's trying to be sexy
2: all right Okay, so talk about the trailer. I thought we were
3: <laughs> well. Continue to talk about the song just for a second. Um, there, there is an interpretation of the song that uh, it's it's a, that the song is about an artist trying to find the thing to appeal to everybody, right? Um, you know, sure. the word "hallelujah" is what is going to appear, appeal to everybody. It's one of the many uh, non-sexual interpretations of the song. Um, and I do think that Zack Snyder picked that for a reason, just because mm-hmm. in this case, you know, uh, the studio shit all over his version and got it cut up to, you know, meet their standards and it didn't please anybody. And so now he's going to do his version and it's probably not going to please everybody either, but um, you know, the, the song is kind of representative of that search. Um, Absolutely. So I was, I was okay with that. It's also kind of a throwback to uh, Watchmen, which is okay.
2: Yeah, um, I'm not, like, mad at the song. I'm just saying it's not my It's favorite. a
3: little tedious. Like, I I understand the sentiment and the meaning behind it, but it's, like, you could do something else, man. Like, yeah. we get it. You love the song, and it's a good song, but you don't need to put it in everything. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: I, I do appreciate his point, though. Like, if you're going to get blamed for making something shitty, it better at least be your thing that was shitty. Right. right, and so I get that. I, I appreciate that he's like, "This is going to be mine. This is what it is, and hopefully, you like it." But at least now I'll be blamed for something I did. <laughs> so, so that yeah,
2: that, that I'm sense. on
1: board with. Yeah,
2: I I will say I like how the editor lined up the song yes, with the they trailer. They did put a lot of
3: work into that,
2: and it is not lost on me that the first time you hear the word "Hallelujah," Jason Momoa takes off his shirt. Like, <laughs>
3: I think there was there was definitely more to the way it was lined up than that but I mean if that's what you got from it then
2: hey Uh I yeah that was the f- first thing that I noticed uh with the combo of the the stuff Okay
3: okay I definitely think there was some more deep stuff than that but uh you know it's that's all, it's all up to each person's interpretation so I'm not going to dig into that but <laughs> there was I mean it, it from what seemingly was a uh uh, trailer of f- a lot of footage that we have already seen with different color grading and things like that um, and just seemed to be a bunch of non really connected scenes there was some information to be gleaned about what's different in this cut versus the uh, major cut the or the theatrical cut there was one scene that they show in this trailer that's uh, the post-apocalyptic scene when, like you see like the Wayne Manor sign or whatever it was or the Justice was- League or hall, the of, justice, justice, hall right. of justice yeah right. the hall of justice um,
2: sign is completely collapsed and destroyed it's
3: collapsed but in that scene you can also see a portrait of thomas wayne
2: uh-huh. you can
3: see a joker card fly by seemingly the one-off bat batman in the uh, nightmare scene had one on it the butt of his firearm um and there's a couple other things in that scene too that are definitely uh like things that he or he wants to happen in Mm -hmm. i wanted to have an injustice league part two um so it's it's interesting and there is you know some potential that we might get even more than we thought we were going to get in this the thomas wayne portrait was was interesting to me i agree first of all why would that be in the hall of justice you know but why would a joker card be in the hall of justice you know well the, the joker card makes
1: more sense because like historically they have like their their prizes their trophies essentially
3: in the in justice a, league hall a i know hall. they did in the Batcave, but
1: no they, they do in the in the justice okay. league hall from time to time as well and a joker card would fit that now the thomas wayne thing that's a good question that's a very good question yeah um, that is interesting to say the least but there, there's a lot of, of stuff in here that certainly shows that there's m- at least different if not more content to it you know, we, we get to see Iris uh, West for, or, uh, for the first time. We get to uh-huh. see, um, you know, Barry gets to see his dad. We see what, that Cyborg's dad dies. Uh, that's a, apparently not a spoiler that his dad gets completely disintegrated. By a mother box, yeah. By a mother box, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that was shocking. The first, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I thought I kind of knew what to expect from this movie. You know, because we've just been talking about it for years at this point. But that really caught me off guard that that was just
3: in the trailer. That that scene was super reminiscent of Watchmen. Also,
1: it was. You know, You're when right. Doctor
3: Manhattan uh, gets created or whatever. Um, yeah, that's a really was, good point. It was very reminiscent of that. I'm wondering if Zack Snyder just has this thing that he knows looks really cool, and so he just does all that stuff in the same in every movie just to make sure it uh, there's something good in there. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the scene that was definitely uh, surprising um, The it also I liked the way they portrayed Barry's powers. Um, we got to see what's appeared to be the speed force in the yeah. DCEU for the first time, um, which is really cool, really cool interpretation of it. And it looked like there was one scene where it looked like he was reaching out kind of like uh, in BVS. Mm-hmm. Yep but he wasn't wearing the helmet. So I don't know if that, cause in BBS he had like a helmet that opened up and you could see like it around his head. But uh, so I don't know if that's supposed to be the same scene or not, but it was definitely interesting to uh, see how they're doing things. There's also a scene where you can, where I think the other justice league people are looking up and you see like multiple flashes running above. Um, so I don't know if that's like flash going to different timelines or like something along those lines. I can't imagine it's actually multiple flashes. It's just one flash doing the same thing multiple times, but
1: yeah, absolutely. You know, you make an interesting point about the Watchmen comparisons and like his style. And I I wonder, I wonder if he's purposely making this trailer like Watchmen, because again, with Watchmen, the studio interfered quite a bit, which is why there's three different cuts of the movie and why it was even changed in theaters after its release. So this the might the
3: is, though that this that Watchmen yeah. was pr- somewhat well received. Yeah, by no, 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 totally specific fair. groups. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just meant that maybe this is just another nod at him just trying to make his own vision.
3: Maybe, and I'm glad he's getting it. But uh, I hope the movie doesn't feel like Watchmen because Watchmen was great, and I love Watchmen. But I would just watch Watchmen if that's what I wanted to see. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go watch another movie if I wanted to watch that. So, yeah, you know, I hope fair. that the, this trailer is just like kind of more of an homage to that f- rather than this whole cut being uh, the, the ultimate cut of Watchmen.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: Yeah. Ray, any th- aspects of the trailer that you want to call out good or bad?
2: Uh, I, I'm still just baffled or just blown away by the difference of Mira between... Uh, Aquaman and uh, Justice League, the the two different interpretations of her outfits and her hair are crazy to me and you know I was hesitant to bring it up because honestly Derek uh, my wonderful husband is uh, color deficient and I didn't know if he would be able to tell just how intense uh, the color changes are but it was uh, see, something that I noticed.
1: I always just attribute that to the filters that Snyder puts on his stuff. So I didn't I didn't know it was literally different. I thought it was just the filters.
2: That's fair. <laughs> well, but I mean, color
3: grading and things like that all yeah. changes everything. And yeah. Snyder uses very specific color grading. So he I does. mean, I don't, it might've looked the same in real life, you know, between James Wan's movie and uh, and Justice League, but.
2: How it appears on screen is definitely very different. looks different. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's the thing. I, I think there was no way, no matter what version of this movie we got, that it was going to look like James Wan's Aquaman. Right. You know.
3: I do uh, think it's cool, too, that, like, the characters themselves seem like they're going to be hugely different in this. Um, the big one that stands out for this trailer is Flash, um, because we, I don't know if any of us really loved Ezra Miller as Flash in this movie, in the in the theatrical cut. Um, I know I didn't really like, care for him at all. But yeah. it just based off the little bit we get to see of him in this trailer, it makes it look like he's uh, he's more in control of his powers than he was in the theatrical cut. But also he's more competent and less like bumbling new guy. Um, you know, when he goes and saves Iris, you know, his shoes are burned off. At least it appears that way. He's barefoot when he goes and catches her. So, you know, he obviously... He, he knows what he can do, and he was able to control it enough and and uh, still burn off his shoes to go fast enough. But I think that that's, that's interesting. If he changed so much, maybe we will actually like Ezra Miller as Zack Snyder intended him to be versus what we got in the theater, which I hadn't even considered. I just assumed that he was that way between both cuts.
2: That's very possible. That was something I was thinking, too, because uh, I preferred – momoa's aquaman in aquaman a lot more than i did justice league and i think that's because he was such a joke the whole dude surfer thing was just really off-putting and now looking at this it could be very obvious that that was a whedon thing whedon loves having his characters be jokers and uh I just I don't think everything needs to be like that. And I definitely didn't think a king needed to be like that. So I I'm definitely with you on that. If he is a better interpretation, thank goodness.
3: I am interested, Rachel. Are you you were not really interested in the Snyder cut, at least not anywhere near where me and Derek were with it. Are you more interested now having seen the trailer, or are you still in that same?
2: No, I think uh, I'm definitely more interested, and I believe it's because just how different everything looks. There's a ton more footage. It's. It something Derek and I were talking about earlier, it looks like it's, you know, completely different movie just based on this alone. And to think that those poor actors and crew shot two different movies almost is just remarkable.
1: Well, and we got some, some information on that. So the, the movie that we got in the theaters was 120 minutes, right? So Weedon apparently rewrote or replaced, that is, 80 pages of script, which is approximately 80 minutes of a 120-minute film. And the film we're going to get is four hours, which is 240 minutes. So, like, the movies, aside from having the same cast of actors, seem to be almost completely different stories.
3: I mean, I think the plot is going to be essentially the same. Um, you know, like where they start versus the end, you know, that that's all going to end up the same. It's just the way that we get between the two is going to be totally different.
1: Right. And
2: I mean, there's obviously more Ezra, more uh, Ray Fisher, more Momoa. So yeah, it, more of the league. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Well, and that's the key. Snyder said that the heart of the film, the actual heart of the film is Cyborg. And that's an incredible thing to think about when in the theatrical cut, he's barely even in it.
3: Yeah, and he's mostly just there to say booya,
1: right? Which he he Ray Fisher didn't want to do anyway. And we talk about whether or not Ezra was a good Barry Allen Flash, and I, I mean, I never really had an answer because he's so he's in the film so little, and there's no development to him at all. But he is like just kind of like bumbling and not good at at, at any of it. So it just it, this is like i've never fought
3: before and like all this other stuff yeah he just like
1: pushed people and ran away or whatever right yeah and like it's silly and i think ray you've hit the nail on the head like it's just whedon that's just the way whedon writes stuff and it's just an example of like if you didn't want it to be as dark and gritty as snyder that doesn't mean get the literal opposite person to do (laughs) to do the film find somebody in the middle you know there's probably 50 other directors in the middle somewhere that would have given us something at least okay
2: and i mean all of us could have sat here and picked out somebody else that would have done a good job with properties people that have taken over properties before and still pulled it off but, but on the flip
3: side if they had done that then we wouldn't be getting this original you know Zach Snyder's original vision so you know in in the multi-multiverse there's probably a, a version of us that's like you know, Justice League was just okay, guys, and we're moving on. You know, because it was directed by somebody else, and they'll never see what we're going to get to see. So, it's fair. You know, I think uh, you know, I think that there's something to that, and it's a big thing for the movie industry in general. You know, mm-hmm. that a director is getting ready to release a, a whole different movie than what we saw, <laughs> that mm-hmm. but all the footage exists. And yeah. So, That's you know, crazy. I'm curious to see what happens after this.
2: And you know, there's no guarantee that this is going to be something amazing, something great, or even better than what we saw. But at least it's the director's vision. And at least he's finally getting the chance to show it.
1: Right. I mean, we won't have any excuses to lean back on at this point. Like he's, he's really putting himself out there at the end of the day, good Mm -hmm. or bad. He's really trying to show
3: us exactly what he intended because... And he has no excuses either at this point. Like if it's bad... He, he, you know well, that's you what can't I'm saying. just say yeah. that's Whedon you know right. or, yeah, that the, or that or that
1: I didn't get to tell all of it and too much of it was cut right. out or whatever I mean he's getting a four-hour film cut there aren't too many of those in existence uh, you know so I, I do appreciate that well before we move on though, there was one thing I wanted to point out which was it's been said that this technically his cut won't be quote canon in the DCEU and I had mentioned before that like I didn't really know if that was going to be relevant or not because the rest of the films don't seem to really tie in too much anyway but the more i think about it, the more i'm wondering if that's because of aquaman because aquaman seems to be so different in this cut of the justice league that i wonder if he ends the film in a different place with a different kind of relationship with mira than we see him start aquaman right. with and that's why it doesn't mesh up
3: well i mean we know because of the flash movie that they're bringing the multiverse into um into the DCEU so yeah it may not be canon to this universe but I'm sure it's canon to one of the universes and you know that's an easy way to sign it off and and DC will basically have free reign to do all of that once the Flash movie comes out I mean
1: mm-hmm. that's the beauty of comic books right you've got the multiverse you've got you know DC did Convergence a few years ago in the comics where they made every single DC comic including Watchmen canon that's and it it seemed ridiculous but it was also super smart because it meant none of it really contradicted anything they were just different realities you know they
3: showed uh i I guess we can move on to the flash stuff at this point because i'm digging into that anyway but they showed a thing uh saying you know what movies could be canon with a when we have the multiverse available and they showed constantine the keanu reeves version they did they showed uh, watchmen the tv show they showed all these things and said these could all be in the same universe Mm -hmm. yep uh so i mean they're really going hard at this um which i think is the smartest move they can do to differentiate themselves from marvel at this point they've already like they've already tried the option of we do like two movies and then do a big team up and that didn't work and so now this is their best shot and they've really got to nail this one or or the dceu is going to be done but, um, the, the, you know, Doctor Strange is going to start getting into it on the MCU side, but it seems like it's not going to be as heavy as, as where the DCEU is going with it.
1: Well, and DC has always done well with the multiverse. It's always handled it well. It's always had these massive arcs that did really cool stuff with it, right? Crisis on Infinite Earths, of course, is, is the one most people think of. And I think that that's what they need to lean into right take your strengths and lean into what those strengths are and if your characters aren't quite as relatable as say the marvel characters cuz they're basically gods then don't do that don't don't worry about making your characters relatable focus on something else that you've got and they have two things that marvel doesn't either have or do quite as well and that's the multiverse and the emotional spectrum and they're not going to be doing the emotional spectrum right now so right i think they made the right call
3: yeah And so if we're going to talk about the Flash movie, then, you know, we didn't really get a ton of information about it, but we did get a piece of art um, that showed Barry's new suit, which is more organic. Um, I think maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I feel like because of the crossover with the TV shows um, that he got the idea for a more organic and sleeker suit from Barry uh, on the TV show because he kind of pushes at the suit and like talks about how streamlined it is and whatever else um so you know and also he gets the name of the flash from the from the tv show that that which crossover so yeah, yeah that's great um but but in that same photo you get to see uh batman behind him and we brought this up in the in our screen heroes group on facebook um that it was michael keaton's batman standing behind him and what appeared to be the original suit which tells us that not only is michael keaton's batman going to be in it but we're actually going to see him probably suit up as batman yeah. in the movie which is interesting Um, And I think a lot of people just assumed that he was just going to be playing Bruce Wayne in this movie, but it looks like he's actually going to be suited up as Batman.
1: And based on where we are now with technology, I expect them to age him down a bit. I don't expect him to look like he does today in the cowl. I think that that is just not really going to work. I think they're going to age him down and make it seem like the 1989 films took place similar timeline to where we are now, just on a different earth.
3: Maybe. I don't know. Guess. I mean, Batman has been older in many, many comic incarnations. Sure. So yeah. I don't. it would be weird that he hasn't upgraded his suit in 30 years, but uh, maybe we'll we get an upgraded suit. It was hard to see the details in that art. You know, maybe yeah. his suit will be more modern, but still like in the same spectrum as his original suit. But uh, I kind of hope that he's just old Michael Keaton Ooh. Batman. And then seeing those pursed lips behind that cowl again is going to be... Amazing, right? I mean, if I wasn't interested in the Flash movie, I would be interested. I would go see it just because Michael Keaton Batman is going to be in it, which they're probably banking on. Honestly,
1: he's a big draw just as an actor in general. I think uh, if I have any real concerns, it's the it's the Flash suit. It it was really reminiscent of Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern suit, and maybe that's just because it's concept art, and it's going to look much more realistic when it hits the screen. But as of that image, I'm a little nervous.
3: What do you think, Rachel?
2: Uh, I love the suit. Absolutely love the suit. I do hope that he gets to actually wear it. I'm not a fan of CGI suits completely. Like, I I feel like it's a huge detriment to the actor. The whole reason a lot of people uh, join superhero movies is to... uh, get in the suit like that's that's what I would want to do mm-hmm. um, and I think it was smart of Andy Machete to change the suit because honestly I hate that armored look. Yeah I don't like it either like can you imagine just listening to it like if you were the right, boss-
3: it's just like plastic rubbing on plastic mm-hmm. yeah like <laughs> water bottles squeaking
2: or right. crinkling
3: when you hold
1: it right
2: I, I couldn't listen to that I would stop running I definitely exactly. don't,
1: I don't hate it or anything, but I certainly don't think that it's the greatest flash suit we've ever seen. You know? Um, so I, I welcome a, a, an improvement on it. I just don't want them to go backwards. Right. You know, I think Ben Affleck
3: I... is going to be in it. we didn't talk about that, but I don't think there's really much to talk about with that. He's going to be in it. Everybody thinks it's like this big thing, but they've, they've talked about how Michael Keaton's is going to be a sizable role in the movie. Ben Affleck is likely just going to be a cameo. We might not even get to see him in the bat suit. Uh, I mean, it's so you know, if you're a, ba- a Ben mm-hmm. Affleck fan, which I think we all are here, you know, it's great and it, go see it and check that out. But don't expect a lot.
2: Right.
1: You know. I'm I'm really torn about the whole thing because I I like Ben Affleck as an actor and I really liked him as Batman, uh, specifically in BVS and. F- I'm hoping, you know, that we get to see more of the BVS style of him in in this new cut of of Justice League. But, you know, the role took a toll on him. The way the production for Justice League went took a toll on him. And the pressures of writing and directing and starring in his own Batman film really took a toll. And so he had a relapse. I I don't want him to put the cowl back on if it's going to risk his health
3: and his personal safety. It's not worth it. Well, I'm not convinced he's actually going to put the cow back on if that makes you feel any better.
1: and, And maybe he won't. Maybe he won't. But there's been some talk about how he's in a much better place now and things, you know, because of the way the Snyder Cut's going and everything, he's just got a new perspective on everything and he's interested in returning to the role. And if he can be happy doing that, I welcome it. I just, I don't want, I don't want him to end up relapsing again because of Batman. That's all.
3: That's fair. Yeah, we didn't really get much of anything else about the flash movie so it's you know it's it's all speculation at this point you know i don't know if we'll see if it's going to be flashpoint or what it's going to be but i think we're all pretty excited about it based on what we saw there yeah
1: definitely mm-hmm. looking forward to it what's up next
2: well we're quite a bit over um so just really briefly, we didn't get a ton of information about Black Adam. There are two little motion comics out there you can take a look at where uh, Dwayne Johnson explains the history of Black Adam as Black Adam he's narrating and also uh, what Justice Society members are going to be in the movie. So check that out. No
3: hawk
1: girl. So don't Doctor your fate, hope so. Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate.
3: But we're getting Adam Smasher, it's, they wasted five minutes of the, of the thing talking to Adam
1: Smasher about his workout regimen, so that's fun. I want to talk about Dr. Fate. There's there is, to talk about.
2: Yeah, there is apparently drama surrounding the Hawkgirl character, and Dwayne Johnson did say he was going to spill the tea on it eventually, so we will get that. And that's what I want. I want the drama.
3: I'm betting it's like he wanted to use Hot Girl but then DC said no because they have other plans for her. But we'll see. How they've done he, also has, he also has he also supposedly been using his weight to throw around the fact that, that Black Adam and Superman need to square up. And he there were several references to to Superman in his uh, speech and also yeah. represent, uh, there was also several references in the Shazam 2 panel also. And uh you know, it seems likely that our our boy Henry is going to be you know, doing the, the the Samuel L. Jackson thing for the DCEU. I'm fine with that. I am too. If he can't get his own movie, that's the best thing that they can do for him.
1: Right. And I'm, I'm totally fine with that. And look at the end of the day, if it, if it takes actors like Dwayne Johnson to throw their weight around because they're passionate about the project to get shit done, then fine. You know, I think that you know, I feel like Warner Brothers learned some lessons and a lot of executives were turned over. DC Entertainment has had some massive freaking shakeups that we've talked about. And Jim Lee is more or less in control of the DC brand at this point. And I trust Jim Lee a lot. And if he has people like Dwayne Johnson in his ear, then, you know, maybe the DCEU has a bright future ahead. I'm, I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic.
3: Should we talk about the Batman? Because I feel yes. like uh, we're way over and that's going to consume some time.
1: We're not as far over as it looks because of some technical issues. We're only an hour
3: and 10 into the episode. That's, But we're going to talk a lot about the Batman. Then let's so let's do it. Let's talk Batman. What did you guys think? Well, I mean, we should probably just talk about, let's start with just talking about Matt Reeves. We all watched the panel, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't watch it, um, it was like 20 minutes or something of a... Of, uh, interview with matt reeves who's directing the movie and it was basically just like listening to a fan that's really well spoken talk about everything that a fan wants to hear about batman everything he said was exactly what i wanted to hear and he seems like he cares so much about the character and about making a movie that's true to the feeling of the character that i am at this point i have zero concerns with the movie What about you guys?
1: Well, when it's DC, I'm never going to have zero concerns, but I was very happy with that panel. I think right now what I want to see from the people making these movies is that passion, that sense of understanding what the IP is and what it means to people and what responsibility they have. You know, that's something that we've seen. You know, guys like James Gunn ha- you know, have a good sense of, and that's why, you know, we really like Guardians of the Galaxy and why we're looking forward to the Suicide Squad. So for Matt Reeves, I think that it's a really great sign that his focus is for this to be very grounded, very detective heavy. It's it's more of a of a, of a cop drama than an action film. And Batman's kind of lost his roots. From that standpoint, we've talked about it a bunch of times, right? He's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. And in the 21st century in live action, we haven't really seen him detect shit. <laughs> you know, uh, true. and I'm looking forward to that. I think the Riddler is a great villain for that. The whole point of Riddler is to not be a physical confrontation. Right, mm-hmm. it's about your it's about your brain. It's about what you're able to work through logically. So I I'm psyched for that. I'm really really excited about that. As well as everything we saw in that first trailer, none of that apparently included any CGI shots at all. Which means tons of practical effects, makeup, costumes, sets, the whole nine.
3: Yeah, I you mentioned uh, understanding the character, but I think it goes way even beyond that because he's like talking about Batman's psyche uh, and analyzing like batman's like how his brain works and like really getting into the meat of why batman is who he is and why he operates the way he does and so like you know james gunn understands his characters he understands the material matt reeves he he impressed me so much with how much he like desires to figure out what makes batman tick in every aspect. And I th- so I think that's really going to translate to the movie. It made me very excited. Rachel, what do you think of the uh, panel with Matt Reeves? Uh,
2: okay, so the actual panel with Matt Reeves, where he's talking to Aisha Tyler, I felt he was uh, very long-winded. So I personally, as someone with a really bad case of ADHD, needed to get up and go. The trailer itself, though, I was very impressed with. It came off to me like the Arkham games. And that was a lot of fun.
3: And everybody was shitting on the suit before. You remember like when the the shots of the suit on the motorcycle, the stunt suit and everything like that came out. And everybody was like, why is the cowl so bloated? Why is he wearing goggles? Why doesn't anything fit right? And then this trailer comes out and the suit looks fucking cool. Like really cool.
2: Absolutely. I thought he looked great. I thought Catwoman looks great. Uh, The only one I'm really confused about – well, no. (laughs) Hold on. I'm confused about two of them. I'm confused why you hire Colin Farrell to just put him under all of that prosthetics. Like, I didn't think that Penguin was all of a sudden going to be some hot fuckboy, but – I also didn't think he was going to look like that. So. Well,
3: you hired Colin Farrell because he's a great actor and you... Yeah,
2: and I didn't recognize him until the Penguin had a line yeah. in the car when he talked and I was like, oh my God, that's Colin Farrell. It's,
1: it's but, like Gary Oldman, you know, yeah. like sometimes you just need the right actor and you can f- you know, make him look whatever you want.
2: Absolutely. And I'm sure I'm not going to be mad about that. It's just a different artistic choice than I personally would have taken and like, I've made peace with that before. I don't need to have my artistic vision up on the screen if I'm not in control. Uh, But then I'm also confused about how the Riddler looks, if that's really Paul Dano under there or not. And uh, I want to know the backstory behind that. You know, I get the backstory behind the Penguin. He's always looked very uh, bloated. And uh, I, I guess, you know, threatening, but this is new for the Riddler and I'm not sure I was expecting it. Uh I definitely wasn't expecting the green suit with the question marks. I think that's a little on the nose for this, but <laughs> I I really I think it's cool. I well, do. If you
3: if you got up and walked away during the panel, then you may have missed the part where Matt Reeves said that none of these characters are other than Batman. Are there incarnations of the characters that we know? These now, characters are. Yeah,
2: that I did hear. That you know, Penguin is Oswald Cobblepot, and he hates. Doesn't it. like
3: the name Penguin. Yeah.
2: Exactly, and that uh, the Selena Riddler. Kyle.
1: It's not Catwoman. Yeah,
2: right. yeah. So people are going to grow. I imagine we'll see an evolution of these characters as we continue.
3: Just fun facts. If you're interested in the Riddler's costume. He's mm-hmm. wearing the mask he's wearing is a, uh, vintage, uh, Vietnam era, cold weather, Ameri- extreme weather, a military, um, mask Those, so, so that's, you can go on eBay and buy one of those for six bucks. They're, they're just a common, like a military uses them when they're out in very cold, extreme cold weather. The jacket is a Vietnam era again, like M 65 military jacket. The glasses that he's wearing are vintage military, uh, clear, like safety glasses, um Mm -hmm. so the character is obviously like just he's he's not making his own costume he's going to the army surplus and buying shit to cover his identity Mm -hmm. um and it, it is green at least yeah so um you know i i like that i like that that's the way they're going with it versus something like um what we got in the dark knight rises for example and bane is like we are Bane and he's like wearing like a Bane like face mask. You know, he just shows up as Bane and you don't really know what's going on there. Um, You're seeing one one of the
1: other good things here is because these characters aren't them yet. It means it's unlikely they're going to be killed off immediately. It's true. And that's, that's a great thing because that means if this movie is well-received, we could actually see an in-depth character development arc for all of these characters which is something Batman hasn't really had an opportunity to do Mm -hmm. on on, in live action anyway,
3: except for the Joker,
1: except for the Joker.
2: (laughs) Yeah. The Joker is really the only one that gets a ton of uh, depth that continues into the next few movies, but it's pretty, I don't, it's so hard for me to describe here. He, I really like where Matt Reeves is going and i like that batman appears to have a lot of faults in the beginning because he's just starting out like he's beating up a teenager and kind of won't let up and you know there's a problem with that but it
3: was that guy a teenager he looked like he was like 35
2: well maybe he wasn't I'm sorry, Derek, I just hit my microphone with my gesticulations. But the, some of the other people behind them sure. yeah, there was definitely were teenagers. And so I guess I just assumed that he was too. But One
3: was literally, I love this in the trailer, one of them was literally crying
2: mm-hmm. because he was so
3: scared. It. Yeah, there's one if you watch in the background that he's literally crying after watching Batman beat this guy down because he's so scared. Which, that's that kid, whoever that is... That guy deserves, like, to get some acting gigs because that shit was <laughs> awesome. Um, and it's not something that we've seen in a Batman movie, you know, where he's so brutal that he's just – like, we kind of got a glimpse of it in BBS, I guess, when he's, like, branding criminals or whatever. But they're still committing crimes. They're not that scared of him. And you don't really ever see, you know, them so that horrified. Whereas in this case, you literally see Batman – finish somebody, and then punch him more times just to scare Mm -hmm. everybody else around him. Mm -hmm. Um, And I
2: really like that they're going with a time period where Batman is not solidified in the city. People don't look up to him. The uh, Gotham PD doesn't trust him. He but he's also experienced this isn't like his first time out on the streets he has the suit already we're not going to see a rehash of his parents dying him going through a brutal uh teenage year phase (laughs) and uh the pearl shattering of course
1: you don't think you're gonna we're gonna see the parents die i mean i almost guarantee it i feel like it's contractual
2: oh god (laughs) i don't know If we see the parents <laughs> die, and I have to watch Pearls break.
3: For like the seventh time.
2: <laughs> I will say that as a woman, I don't know if you guys know this, but real... I did pearls, know you're a woman, yes. Real pearls do not snap like that. That is a sign of fake pearls, which Martha Wayne would never own fake pearls because they're two dollars at any coals
1: wait what 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 makes them fake doesn't it doesn't the snapping depend on what they're
2: attached to oh, let me get the exact reason pulled up okay. here you guys talk amongst uh, I will. yourselves.
1: um so one other thing that I, i'm really uh, i liked a lot from this is we got a couple more looks at the batmobile and this is a very different look than we've ever really seen in a live action interpretation, it's, it's reminiscent of some of the older comic book designs where it's basically a muscle car with like a rocket engine on the back. And I am here for that. I think it looks super sleek uh, and just mean and badass and not just overproduced. I think that's one of the problems is that Batman can be very gadget and it gets a little silly. This is not like that.
3: Yeah. I mean, in the interview with Matt Reeves, they talked about how, you know, Batman is building his own suit, right? So, that all of these things that he has on his suit are things that he's added to his suit because he needed it. And he built his Batmobile. They wanted it to look like something that a, a guy, albeit a billionaire could build in his garage himself if he needed to. And I think they achieved that with the Batmobile. Yeah. I mean, it really like, I'm not saying I could build it, you know, but it seems like somebody with some, you know, mechanical uh, fortitude could do that. Um, yeah, versus like, like the Batmobile
1: we see in, like, say, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin looks just well, Batman Begins,
3: or you know, the, every other Batman well, incarnation. At least, basically,
1: at least in the Nolan trilogy, the explanation is that it, it was really a military design that he's he's stealing. You know, yeah, and nobody could it. have
3: ever traced that to him.
1: No, I mean, that's silly, obviously, but there's no, yeah. they're not implying that he made it versus right. like in Batman forever, and Batman and Robin, like who, where did that come from? Who built the Batwing? You know, like who, who desi- who actually put that together and doesn't know that it's for Bruce Wayne. Um, that's always been a problem and this doesn't feel like they're going down. They that have route. a bat credit card, Derek, please, please. Uh, but it is important to note, like this is, this is year two. This is Batman in year two, and they're going to be doing a year one series called Gotham PD that focuses more on the police during Batman's first year in Gotham. So we'll get to see some of that. I don't know if Robert Pattinson's ever going to show up in that show. They haven't really said that, but we have him here in his second year. So I'm looking forward to seeing just the, just the grounded style of it. It seems much smaller scope. It seems much more focused on crime rather than supervillain.
3: Yeah, it seems more focused on taking down corruption and figuring out corruption in the city instead of, you know, punching Bane in the face. um, (laughs) Or, you know, fighting Scarecrow. It's, It's definitely more of like You know, Batman and his family are involved in the corruption in Gotham, it's implied in this trailer. And the Riddler's whole goal is to set out and show how deep this corruption runs, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that the Waynes are a part of it, that the police are a part of it, all of these people are a part of this corruption. Uh, So he's, the Riddler is more of an activist in this movie. Granted, he's doing it by murdering people, but he's do- murdering people to bring attention to the corruption. It's mm-hmm. kind of implied in that in the trailer that that first victim that you see is the mayor of Gotham. Um, and that there, you know, the, the riddle is tied into the mayor of Gotham and the stuff you see on the walls that's painted ties into the corruption. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm interested in that more than i at this point. I've seen Batman punch a lot of people. And it's, it's cool. And seeing him punch people with this trailer was especially cool, but I am more excited to see more of that, like more of a mental version of Batman versus a physical. And it's a good way to differentiate himself from uh, the BVS Batman, right? Because the BVS Batman was all like punching and, you know, fighting Branding. and everything. Branding, like, yeah, which is fine. It's a different version <laughs> of Batman, it's a, it's a different it's version fine. of Batman, right? It's, right. you know, yeah. these are two opposite ends of the spectrum. And it was smart of Matt Reeves to do that instead of just trying to do another punchy, punchy kick Batman.
2: Agreed.
1: Ray, did you find your info about the pearls?
2: I do. Okay, so real pearls have uh, knots in between each pearl so they don't bump up against each other and damage each other. So while the necklace can still snap, only one pearl would fall off at a time.
1: I see.
2: You would have to snap it in multiple places to get the. But then that to wouldn't go look like the comic
3: book
1: panel,
2: and it wouldn't. And that's why you know. <laughs> so
3: blame the person who drew that panel. Have
1: it? Has it? Have, have pearls always been worn worn that way? Was it like that in the forties?
2: Real pearls have always been worn that way. Fake pearls are ones that are strung together because they can knock against each other without damaging. But real pearls go back to you know. Uh, Cleopatra and they had little knots in between.
1: Fascinating. Okay. Well there you go. Well I, I would I would bet that we're still gonna see that happen
2: <laughs> in some form.
1: I really do. I, I, I mean I will be pleasantly surprised if we don't.
3: But
2: I'm gonna jump off a bridge. <laughs>
3: right. I will say that to set up that your your point to where we might get character development across multiple films for the villains, Derek. Um, it does seem to set up at least what you can see in this trailer, there's been some rumors that it's in this movie. I really don't think it is, but uh, the court of owls, there are some hints towards the court of owls in this trailer. Um, I think that would be really ambitious and I would start to worry about the movie if yeah. they went for the court of owls in the first movie, but it does seem to set up that maybe the second or the third movie, the court of owls, they might just be leading up to that through a trilogy, but in the car, the card that the Riddler has for him, there's an owl on the front, mm-hmm. um, which could be coincidence or whatever, but then there's a scene where Batman is using his grapple gun going up, uh, in between a bunch of like spiral staircase, which is like in every Batman movie, apparently. (laughs) But, uh, there's a guy or girl, we don't really know uh person with a, what appears to be a court of owls mask Mm -hmm. in one side of the thing. It's like a blink. If you, you'll, and you'll miss it's uh, spot. So it does seem like they might be leading up to that, which would again, fall right into the, um, type of universe that Matt Reeves is setting up for this Batman yeah Court of Owls would be great for that
1: it would I would be nervous if they were trying to to do it in the first film for yes, more than just absolutely. some like subtle hints mm-hmm. yeah that that Batman is starting to maybe notice and you know trying to figure out but doesn't figure it's out it's like a very film.
3: very low-lying plot point that right. like you'll pick up on when the third movie comes out you'd be like oh shit that was in the first movie that like, would yeah. be great yeah, yeah
1: that would be very cool. But the quarter vowels are just, they're so complicated and they are pretty
2: much a secret society of villains. So if he, if fans can notice something before Batman does, or uh, Batman has a small inkling of something larger going on in the city and they bring it back in like a second or third movie, that's so, so good. That's the kind of storytelling that Batman deserves because that's the kind of city Gotham is. Gotham is not a two villains at a time and they go away and then two right. sleep in kind of place. Gotham is a cesspool where everybody is trying to take control and you can only do that if you take out your competition.
3: Yeah, it's true. There is a, a There was a leak on Reddit that or on 4chan that definitely nailed what happened in the trailer mm-hmm. the leak also said that the explosion that they show which looks like it was the guy with the phone t- taped to his hand or whatever um after crashing the car mm-hmm. um, which supposedly is the da of gotham by the way um okay. that 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 well, explosion guy well, yeah, obviously yeah, the Harvey DA always die uh, but that that explosion destroys Batman's suit, and he has then a second suit after that is what the leak said. so so the suit we've seen is may, may not be the final suit of the movie. Um, yeah, just an interesting point.
1: that's become a thing in superhero films, hasn't it?
3: But at least for Batman people like Batman and Iron Man, it makes sense to like have other suits or adapt your suit to other situations. They yeah. did it in Watchmen too. Night Owl had the snow suit, which I always thought was super cool. Sure. Um, but I mean,
1: that's him like late, you know, later in his career, like a year or two Batman, I'd be surprised if he had, you know, multiple suits
3: lined up. He might not have, it might be something he has to make after that. I don't really, it wasn't very specific mm-hmm. on I it, gotcha. but, um, it is more supposedly more of a cloth based suit. So it'd probably be something more easy to make versus like Uh, the armor. Okay.
1: Okay. I see. I see where they're going with this.
3: Yeah. I think that might just be a bunch of Batman fans sitting in the groups on Facebook and like, (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for a fabric suit because I hate the armor, which that's a A lot of people hate the fabric or hate the armor, you know? So whatever. A
1: live action version of the animated series suit.
3: Maybe it supposedly is a gray and black suit. So
1: I mean, that's as close as we ever got was with uh, Ben Affleck's Batman.
3: Yeah, and that was. And some his pretty... was more of a Dark Knight Returns type suit.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it was you know more fabric based than armor based. At yeah, least. until Justice
3: League. Yeah.
1: Right, right. I forgot it changed in Justice League. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's a lot. We are not like an hour and a half. Is there any other stuff? that you think is important to bring up before we close things out?
2: No, 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 I think we covered most of
3: it.
1: Cool. Um, Then I think this is a good time to wrap things up. Uh, Ryan, if people want to talk about Batman conspiracies and stuff with you, how might they find you out, out there?
3: Find me mean, on all the things at Buster Props. We are working on a Batman, uh, the Batman cowl from the movie. Um, we're, we're sculpting it on a Robert Pattinson life cast. So it's going to it's gonna be really nice. And we're going to be sharing pictures very soon. It's uh, We're about ready to mold it. So get, go follow us and uh, come talk to me about how awesome Pattinson is going to be as Batman. Don't bring any ne- negativity or I'm going to b- block you right away. <laughs>
2: absolutely there's no reason for negativity there's 800 versions of batman exactly there's
3: got to be one you like
2: right if you don't (laughs) like this one pick a different one
1: exactly uh and ray if people want to talk to you about any of these films how might they find you
2: uh let's see here at buster props no i'm at siren ray on facebook instagram and twitter
3: but she doesn't want to talk about batman so don't come at her like that she wants to talk about other stuff
2: I know a ton about Batman and yet I still get him explained to me so no I don't I don't want to talk Batman
3: well it's because we have penises Rachel I mean obviously we know more than you do
2: obviously, obviously.
1: Uh, I'm of course the Star Trek dude on Twitter and Facebook. So you can come talk to me out there. You can also find me on Redshirts and runabouts, which is the star Trek podcast here on the heroes podcast network. And Ray has been joining me as a guest host as we go through the 10 episode first season of star Trek lower decks, which is the new animated series. So you can find us on there each week for 10 weeks talking about that show. Otherwise we are the screen heroes podcast on the heroes podcast network. You can find us at screen heroes pod podcast, on Twitter, or HeroesPodcast.com. You can subscribe on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and more. Uh, we we're are any a, new reviews? We did. We're a little over time, so so I'm actually going to bring these up next week just because we're way over time and we have multiple reviews to talk about. So I promise we will talk about these next week. I apologize for the delay, but we're going to wrap things up this time. But please, drop us a review. If you do, we will read it and talk about it on the show. Especially if it's
3: one star, drop it.
1: not that we ever get any of those none of those
2: female
1: but if you want to know what we're talking about you'll just have to join us next week on screen heroes otherwise we'll catch you later thanks for joining us everybody